Good morning, social media, New Destiny Church. Everyone that is going to be watching us, we are getting ready for coffee and conversation. Listen, make sure you like and share if you're joining now uh, as we prepare for this conversation. As I rock out with my baby dad and my boyfriend, let's get ready to chop it up with coffee and conversation. You don't want to miss this conversation that we're about to have. Here we go. Let's grow together. You guys can hear me. Let me join in my husband, my baby daddy. Can you hear me, husband? Yes, ma'am, I can. Awesome. Good morning to you, sugar. Well, we didn't already say it. But I wanted to open up this conversation as we talk, as others join in, like, and share. I probably was on mute earlier, so if you didn't hear me, my apologies. Okay, great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, husband, you ready to talk this morning and chop it up? How are you doing, everyone out there in the social media world? Yes. So every Monday, first Monday of the month, we go live talking about uh, different things that you don't want to miss the topic. We're going to share in a minute. And then we also, uh, shameless plug, we're starting today going live in our Facebook page with our uh, Lions Den community. So join that community. And I'll put the link and all that great stuff in there. But join that. We're going live tonight with them in a private group to talk about, oh, man, man, what is what we call it? Uh, Mind Your Business Monday. And you don't want to miss this, How to Kill the Giant. So don't miss that tonight. That I mean, tonight, yeah, at 7 p.m. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know where yet. So, but as he get ready to come back in, here you go. We're going to be talking. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. We're going to be talking about a topic, husband. You want to share the topic? And I'm going to turn it over to you as I share. Can you hear me? Yes. It's okay, a I, I got to change my, my speaker. Hang on one second. But the topic today is we're dealing with um, intentional living. Living Bang. intentional. I'll say that again. Intentional. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? It's an echo. Yeah. Hang on one second. I'm trying to. My, my computer gave me the blue. <laughs> one, give me one second. Three, two, one. Okay. What about now? That's perfect. All right, so we're dealing this morning with intentional living, living intentional. Um, I say again, intentional living, living intentional. What that means is that uh, I'm 43 years old. My wife is, um, what, 23? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm 43 years old, and I'm realizing the older I get, um, I don't have a lot of time to waste. And when I was younger, uh, we was doing so much so fast. And the older I get, I'm realizing, I, I, I told my wife the other day, I looked at some old people and I realized old people don't waste their time trying to explain what they're doing. They just do it. And when we was talking this morning, we were talking about the discussion, the topic today, we want to deal with that piece, intentional living and living intentional. How do you want to start this off, baby? Uh, I'm going to just rock out with you. Uh, I think when I thought, uh, when we were talking about it this morning, 
<clears throat> for me, it's just everything that we didn't learn throughout life. You know what I'm saying? Everything that we've experienced, everything that has gone on uh, in our life. So I want you to kind of start it off and that way I can rock out with you. For those that don't know, this is not planned out. We just kind of chop it up and talk. So I'm going to start with you and I'll just feed off of you. You know, it's, 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 it's like what I was saying earlier, you know, when we uh, sit back and look at everything, we look at how things are going. And what I want to do, I want to pull you in. Good morning. First of all, good morning. Um, if you're in the work, if you are at work, if you sit at home, however it is, I want you to look at these coffee conversations is that me and my wife are going to deal with real life, real issues um, with real people. I'm saying real, life, real issues, real people. And so what we want to realize this morning, if there's an ultimate goal behind this, this call is that you feel as though that you get out of the rat race of life and home in more on, on really achieving stuff. I think in this, in this, uh, and my wife, she gets on me and, I, and it's kind of like, uh, uh, kind of productive because I'm actually on social media right now. Um, but it's all about how you use social media. And so in this, in this rat race of life, um, we catch ourselves literally running, 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 and, and trying to catch up with, uh, you know, what everyone else is doing, you know, trying to, you know, meet the standard. Good morning, uh, DK. I'm um, trying to meet the standard of everyone else's life. And we look up year one gone, year two gone, year three gone, year four gone, kids graduating, kids having kids, you know, they're going off to college, coming home. And before you know, it's like everything is happening. And and before you know it, you're gone, you're dead. You're, you're, or people are dying around you. And it's almost like you got to, you know, get a handle on everything, like stop everything. And we, what I'm finding out is the older that I get, I'm starting to realize what's really important, what's really right. valuable. All right. And we got to start slowing things down. I want you to get this in your spirit, everybody. I mean, I want you to picture yourself literally the last five years. I mean, COVID stole, what, three years from us? Yeah. And, it, and so fast. And we got to realize we got to slow down. How do we slow down? We must be intentional. Me and my wife talking this morning about when we was younger. I mean, let's hit a little bit on that when we were young. We first got married. I mean, that time span sped by, right? Right. Right. And we looked up and we were, you know, I mean, we was, was married, kids, um, trying to get a job, going to work every day. And like we was trying to, this is, listen to this, write this down. Um, somebody type this in the screen. We was trying to live the life that was expected for us to live. Yeah. We was trying to live the life. And there's a lot to type. I'm give you a second. We was living the expect the others' expectations. We was living others' expectations. We was living others' expectations. And and so that's what we call ourselves. You know, we thought there was a certain job we had to get. We thought there was a certain house we had to get. We thought there was a certain car we had to drive. We thought, you know, there was a certain way we had to look. And you spend the first 30, 30 you know, years of your life just really trying to, you know, meet the expectations. And I'll never forget one day I woke up, and this is a real life story. I'll never forget one day I woke up. And listen, my goal in life, I want, to, I want, I want to catch you. I'm knocking on your front door. Uh, my goal in life was to get, you know, a, a two-story house. My goal in life was to be married with three kids, two kids, two car garage, two cars in the front yard. And I don't forget one day. I woke up one day and I had to. I had the, the two-story house. I had the the car, two cars in, in in the front yard, two car garage. I had the whole thing. I woke up one day and I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I, I never forget getting on my knees praying that morning. And I and the only thing that came to my mouth was, who am I? Up until that day, everything I had done was trying to meet the expectations everyone else set for me. Right. But I wasn't happy with me. I was not happy with me. You want to time it in for a second, sweetheart? 
Yeah, I know for me, um, one of the things that I realized is for me was, you know, all the way up until a kid, just living. You know, I think every all of us did that. We just live life just to be living it, right? But then there was a certain point in our life uh, for me, uh, me getting sick, you know, us losing, you know, a lot of stuff, us um, having a repo, us, you know, in the middle of a house, you know, that we had built with our kids where you, our kids, we created a tradition where our children, we had the line with their names on it. We thought this was going to be our forever home. And in this home, because of life issues and life not living intentionally, <laughs> we ended up losing that house. We ended up almost getting the repo. Praise God. We did not get it because of not making sure that we intentionally uh, budgeted our money on purpose with the purpose. Right. And because we didn't do that, it was going through those moments in life for me yeah. as well as getting sick and thinking that I was going to die that I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to just keep living just to keep living. I want to live with some intentions. Why am I here? What am I doing? Why, you know, what's my purpose for being here? And it's that, that, that was the part for me. That was my, I guess you, as Oprah would say, my aha moment. My aha moment will forever be my testimony of light bulb going off. Tanya, what are you doing with your life? What do you want to be on your obituary? What do you want your obituary to say? That was for me. What's up, DJ? That was for us, right? That that moment was for me. Like, I don't want to leave, be in this earth and just living just to be living. Think about and that. Stop there for a second. Let's, let's hang out there because you got people in three different, um, or I want to use uh, dispositions in that thought process. You say you got sick. Um, yeah. I, I woke up one day and I got on my knees to pray. And my, when I got to pray, I, I, I was I had those, one of those moments where the guy was in the pig pen. Like mm -hmm. I came to myself, you know, I came to myself and realized, dang, I'm not happy. You know, I, I got everything that should make me happy, but I'm not happy. Right. And you one day you were sick. So look at, look at that three disposition. Three disp disposition is someone who may be on this roller coaster and, and, and listen, you're going through life and, and you're trying your best. If I can catch you in this disposition this morning, um, the more you try your best to make everybody happy. If I can stop you here, I can save you a lot of headache, a lot of heartburn, a lot of frustration, a lot of relationships that you're gonna dismiss because they didn't they 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 use you and abuse you at at their at your cost because you were so busy trying to make them happy. That's the first disposition. I'm on the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. The second disposition is the road of Damascus moment, like when you had a, a aha, like my life is crashed and everybody who I thought was gonna be there for me is not, and I'm I'm alone. Yeah. And the third disposition is, what did you do? Did you stay in it? Right. What did you learn? What did that, you learn? Yeah. How did you shift? How did you shift? Yeah. What was you know, it? Somebody had that aha moment 20 years ago, and they still stuck, and they hate their marriage. They, yeah. still stuck. they don't like their relationship with their children. They, they, they still stuck, and they hate themselves. Yeah. Luckily, we got there, and we didn't hang out long. We quickly shifted. But it felt it felt like forever, though. It, yeah, it felt like forever. I don't care who you are when you're in a situation. It feels like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. That may be you that's watching. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's a lot going on in my life right now. And here's the thing: it reminds me of the scripture. I don't mean to be churchy, but I am. It reminds that God will make a way of escape. 
You know what I'm saying? That God will make. And I never thought that there would be an escape. I remember my toe, the same time I was down and out and sick, my toe broke. Uh, it was like we were moved. We had uh, we were homeless. We lost our house. You know, all of this. And it was on. It, it, it felt like it happened. I felt like we were there for seven years. I don't know why I, it felt like seven years, but I think it was like four. But it's a, it was a long time of going through because we were not living intentionally. We were yeah. just living. We were just trying to, you know, make ends meet. We were just trying to live life and not realizing that it wasn't until we started learning lessons while living. And it wasn't until, for me, I would say for me, it wasn't until I started saying, okay, how can I make sure I don't ever end up in this position again? You got to ask yourself that. If you are in a place that there's no light at the end of the tunnel, that you feel like that there is no answer to your next, you feel like that you know the scripture. Come here, don't play from the women's conference. You know the scripture. You know what to say. You know what to pray. You know what to do, but there's still no hope there's still no direction and there's still no guidance. You got to pause for a moment. You know, that's what I had to do. I had to pause for a moment and say, okay, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. Do I really want this to be my life for the rest of my life? That was that moment, that aha moment for me. I did not want to take my dreams, my visions, my ideas, uh, who I was outside of being your wife, outside of being the children's mother, Outside of being my mom's daughter, outside of being the eldest of my sisters, outside of being that, man, who am I? Like, who am I? That's it. And what am I supposed to be doing? And until you get to that moment, you won't make a shift. You won't make a change. I'm in a season of now trying to make sure, okay, it ain't just about doing ministry. It ain't just about doing marriage. It ain't just about doing money. But it's about making memories. That's it. It's about making memories. How can we? Hold on, whoa, 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 because that 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 could be such a great statement and such a misleading statement. Because memories are not menus. Wait, okay, what you mean? Talk to me. Not menus, right? When you, ah, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and run about here. When you get ready to order your food, you go online, you look at a menu, and see what you want to eat, and you pick off in that menu. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. Well, we got to stop doing that for memories. We do that for memories. We go online on social media and say, what do we want to do for Christmas this year? And we go online and we pick a menu of someone else's life. We're gonna oh, my that. goodness. We're going to do that. And we go off and we go live someone else's life and we come back home, we're not even happy. You know, it's one thing to eat something that you like to eat and you taste it because on the menu, but living something you want someone else to live. And that's what happened. We catch up with, you know, you read the book Killing Comparisons by Nona Jones. You know, and we try to compare ourselves, and we we pick up this menu we couldn't even afford to live. <laughs> and nobody wanted to go but you. Everybody that mad at you because we came here because you picked this off the menu. I want you to write it down. Memories are not picked off menus. Come on, can somebody type that post? Because we got some folks on here with us. I want you to type that. Say it again, husband. Memories should not be picked off menus. Come on. And so what you need to do is, like yesterday, me and my wife sat down with the kids, and, and we, we are very traditional for Christmas, very traditional for Christmas. And, you know, we sit down in the living room, and the kids say, what are we doing for Christmas this year? We didn't go to social media. <laughs> didn't just explain I know it's a delay, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we didn't sit down and ask, what did somebody else do? You know, we didn't pick the, we you know, we want to put everybody, you know, pajamas on and, and make a picture post. I'm just 
Everybody gonna put pajamas on this year. I'm messing up everybody Christmas right now. Everybody gonna put pajamas on and pick a Christian. You're so pity. <laughs> you are so pity. You know, we the, we asked the kids what y'all want to do, and we we deb- listen. We debated for 20 minutes on what we're gonna do for Christmas until we came to a conclusion on what we're gonna do, and now we're gonna do it. Whether we like it or not, it was all our choice. Right. We didn't pick our menu, our memories from menu. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I hope uh sister didn't drop. Let me let us know. I know it's a delay on social media. Let us know. Just put yes if you got it, if he explained it well. Somebody has said memories shouldn't be picked off menus. That part. Yes. <laughs> so I, I want to say this. Here's the thing though. We it took us because people think that this stuff happened overnight when you start living intentionally, right? No, it don't going back to the kids. We realized one day, y'all, we were broke, like broke, busted. And disgusted, right? We were in the dollar store. We were so broke. The girls were, they were toddlers at the time. And we had, you know, trying to live like everybody else. And at that time, it wasn't Facebook. It was, you know, trying to be like the Jones at the moment, right? And we found ourselves trying to purchase and buy all these presents for our kids. Not knocking nobody else. But that day in that store, my husband said, I got it. Babe, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> you let me know what that you was. Think. That was I'm broke. I can't afford nothing else. <laughs> he was like, "This what we gonna do? This what we gonna do?" Sister so didn't say yes. Yeah, she got it. This what we gonna do? You was like, "Okay, I got it." You know how Jesus gave three? Pre- they gave Jesus all the di- what you said. You named them, and you was yeah. like, "Here's the scripture." He, you know, if you know my husband, you know he go deep and he gonna find a scripture that Your that mama. just brings Your it. Mama. To- Okay, that brings it to you know, and it makes you convicted, whatever. He has a way of doing that because he's such a preacher, and that was before he even became a pastor. So he was like, Look, this what the in the Bible they brought this, they brought this, they brought this. The different the wise men that brought this stuff. I was like, Okay, we'll try, but we're not gonna do this forever because we're broke. So let's just they said that what I told him, I said, you know, they they brought three gifts to Jesus. So why we buy five and ten? How about we give each one of our children three gifts in representation that, you know, we don't want to overdo Christmas. I was deep with it. I, I want them to yeah, feel security, the reason why they're not getting 10 gifts. And I was hotter <laughs> than fish grease because I wanted to get them 10 because I felt like that's what we grew up in. And that was what was created, the culture that was created within my family. So this is what we did. We create, we started living intentionally, right? When it came to Christmas which the girls, Madison wasn't even born yet. We only had two. And you said, what if we get more kids? What if we start having more kids? And babe, we really can't afford it. We don't want to look up and be broke after Christmas, right? So we made this decision. And and doing that, it became a tradition for our children. Yeah, yeah. Somebody say, oh my goodness, I have a friend that buy three gifts. Yes, it became a tradition, (laughs) Kalar. It became a a tradition for our family to where now what we do is we light up the fireplace and every house we were in, we had a fireplace. We light up. Even when when we downsized, we put a fireplace on the the TV. TV. (laughs) We were going to keep that tradition. So we put a fireplace up and we bring the kids out early in the morning, 5 a.m. And doing so has created a culture in our home that our kids get up and they look for those three gifts. 
And those yep. three gifts may be major. We started now that, you know, God put us in a better place. We're able to buy more. Somebody say intentional living. Type that in the screen. Intentional living. It was intentionally done to where now our kids are 21 and 19. You know, they're older. And this is still what they look for. Because now we had to figure out yesterday, what are we going to buy? They have everything. They got cars. <laughs> they got, they're blessed. What are we going to do? I want to throw this out there while people are listening. First of all, if you're listening, I want you to share it with somebody else. We we this is a every uh month, every month, on well, first Monday of the month. I want y'all to get used to looking for us because we're gonna come over here and have real topics. If you got any questions as we're talking, feel free to throw them out there. We're gonna save them because this is a, a, a dialogue. You know, this is us talking to you, you talking back to us. So feel free um you know, to chime in, throw a question out there, and anything you don't want, because we want after you get to listen to this call, that you feel a little bit more comfortable pursuing you know your goals and so we thank you for chiming in thank you for listening but keep on baby i want to make sure we throw that in there real quick yeah but we we made sure and because of that we created a tradition and our daughters were like hey uh one of our daughters alana she was like okay we need to have a meeting because we need to discuss uh thanksgiving i mean for, we need to discuss christmas now thanksgiving is not even here because they realize the power of intentional living living mm -hmm. with intention you got to live intentionally. And so because of that, now we, we're doing something totally different. It, it's still a tradition, but something totally different than we ever done before with them for Christmas this year because in, in, in intentional living. And, and listen, this is what happens. And what happens is you don't end up, your children don't have these, these great imaginary thought process of what Christmas is going to be this year or what uh, school is going to be like this year or what vacation is going to be like this year. They don't have this big imaginary thought process and when you show up or your wife your husband and when you show up with what you do have they're disappointed they realize we're going to be intentional no matter how much money we got if we're going to be intentional with our little money we're going to be intentional with our you know, more money we're going to be intentional so let's just plan we don't we don't have any expectations um mm -hmm. we just have plans because people yeah. don't fail to, no people don't plan to fail they fail to plan we have plans yeah. and now if anybody didn't know now what we did we can afford we can make it happen boom let's make it happen let's enjoy the moment and this is one thing I hate. I hate when we have all these expectations and we can't enjoy the reality because yeah. we have all these expectations. So I'm gonna tell you the first step, and, and this is not even um you no know, getting into the, the real meat of it, but the first step on living intentional, I had to figure out was that day land on that floor. That day land on that floor. Um, you know, we just had two kids, hadn't had the third baby yet. Um, I figured out life had happened to me. I want you to listen to me, young lady, young man. If you got a young man, um, I heard, I saw a brother on here earlier, DJ. Um, you had a, you're the prime age of your life. You can catch yourself right now. When I was saying that, that floor, baby, I never forget what I felt that day in that floor. I feel like I was the most responsible father. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was the most responsible husband. Yeah. I feel like I was the most responsible son because I did everything mom and daddy expected me to do. You know, he graduated from high school, went to the military, you know, got a family. I feel like I was a very responsible husband. I was going to work every day. I was coming home every day, doing everything a husband's supposed to do. I was textbook. I yeah. was a responsible father. That's good. They had clothes. They had a roof over their head. But I was an irresponsible me. Mm -hmm. Everybody was happy but me. I'm going to tell everybody right now. I'm on fire. I'm about to cry right now. I'm not even oh, about to <laughs> I remember that moment, man. Oh. I, 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 wow. I remember that feeling. I remember that moment of reaching the peak of the mountain and asking myself, is this it? 
Man. I had no happy bone in my body. I didn't. I love, my joy was only fed from you. Hear me, ladies. My joy is fed from my wife. If she was smiling, I was smiling. My joy is fed from my children. My children were smiling, I was smiling. You know, my joy is fed from everybody else. But I wasn't happy. I had done nothing for me. I graduated, got out of high school, living like food of my parents, living like the food of my, my wife, living like food of my children. And I forgot about me. Come on, husband. I never forget going around people. This is why it's important that you move in rooms with people doing better than you. I never forget going around people and everybody was getting degrees. Bishop Wood had a degree and, and he was talking about his degree. And uh, my coworker, Sam Alanis, got a degree and somebody's going to school. And I said, you know what? I want to go to college. I want to go to school. The very first thing, because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I only want, I went to the military because I thought I, I I did something that I shouldn't have done. I went to the military to try to be responsible. And so me going to the military wasn't for me. I was trying to be this responsible guy. I abandoned college trying to respond to life. Anybody can say I abandoned something trying to respond to life? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't mean to be emotional more. I can't no, I love it. No, people need to see that, that men have emotions. I, I've never known you to do that on a live ever. No can y'all heart it up? I want them can to you, celebrate. Can you, can you cut it out? No, I cannot cut it out. I want it to be. That's authentic, husband. And I just know that everyone that is watching, you got hearts over here that's going because people need to see that side of a man. You know, I get on here crying all the time, but people need to see. Can y'all heart it up and say, I under, I need you to type in the screen. I understand. I understand. I love it because they men need to see, women and men need to see that side where men have moments too, where you're broken and you're going through. And we understand, man. I definitely yeah. no, I'm not cutting that out. That's all everybody would thought, oh, he should be happy. He got I got everything with me. And so uh I saw everybody going to school and everything, everybody doing their thing. I said, you know what, man? I told my wife, I'm gonna go to college. And she said, Okay, baby, I got you. That was the listen, y'all not getting this, y'all. That was the since I graduated, 1999. I want to say that year was like 2004. So 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2005 years, I didn't ever do anything for me. I got the, I went to the military because I thought I, I, I made a mistake. I got the military because my wife was pregnant and I didn't want to stay in the military. I moved into the house we did because we needed somewhere to live. I got the job I did because it was the first thing that I could find to be able to feed my children. Everything I did up to that point, Everything was for everyone else. That moment I said, you know what? I'm going to stop living everyone else's life. Because if I'm not happy, how can I dare make somebody else happy? Somebody feel me this morning. This is a woman out there right now who feels as though that I've been making sure everybody happy out there. And I'm too old. Listen, and what you're going to start doing, if you don't start changing, you're going to start hating somebody who love you. Come on, husband. You're going to hate them because... They love you, and listen, and you gave them permission to use you, and you didn't tell them you had a shift of plans, and you didn't intend on being used no more, and now you didn't start getting distant, bitter, upset, and you don't understand why. It's because you didn't update everybody and tell them, I'm no longer available to be used. Right. 
And so or you I, know what love looks like because yeah. you don't know how to love yourself. So when someone do love you and they do show you love, you don't even know how to accept it and embrace it because you don't love yourself. So that day I had to sit back and say, you know what? Like my wife had to do when she got sick. I had to sit like, back and say, you know what? I got to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And I went to college. That was the longest four years of my life. But at least I knew I was struggling, going through headache and pain because it was for me. Yeah. Graduated, got my degree, and I was happy. And so, and, and listen, and your journey didn't start until I graduated. <laughs> right. <laughs> my, it was right after you graduated. From graduated. Right. That's when my journey began. And I think we needed separate journeys because we learned who we were as we had learned who we were as a couple. We even learned who we were uh, as we were becoming parents. But I don't think we knew who because we got married young, but we didn't know who we were as individuals. And if you don't find who you are as an individual in your marriage, as an individual within yourself, if you don't find out who you are as an individual, you will lose who you are as you continue to grow. Because if you make everybody else's life intentional, but you don't make your life intentional, you make sure you show up for the kids. You make sure you show up for everybody else. I made sure I showed up for the women in my church. I made sure I showed up for my, you know, for uh, my children, my, my family, but I never showed up for me. And I had to learn how to make my show up intentional for me. Yeah. Regardless of who was going and wasn't trying to hurt anybody, but it's understanding that I got to live for me. I got to make sure that when I live for me, that it's a plan and it's, you know, and I got to be able to plan that thing out and make yeah. sure that it looks like I want it to look for my life and what God wants for my life. So I want to talk about this husband because we've been talking about the uh, you know intentional living and living intentional, intentional living, living intentional. And I hope y'all enjoying it. Heart it up. Put the number one if you say this is helping me, this is encouraging, this is your amen for my church folk. This is your amen. Put the number one. I know it's a delay, but listen, I want to talk about this, husband. How yes, did you start the process of living intentional living? How did we get to a point? Of living intentional. You know, we had we had two shifts. Um, it was two shifts. I never forget, you know, whether it was a shift in the house uh in Conroe or there was a shift in the house in Porter. And that was the, the house in Conroe to Porter, that was like a 10-year difference. Uh, but uh it was two shifts that we had. And the very first shift that I had, and I think my wife had, is that I stopped trying to, to care what everyone else, I stopped trying to live for everyone else. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped, I stopped, I stopped trying to live for everyone else, whether it was the one in, in, in uh, Conroe and then important if you get on board, I was on social media all the time. And I went through a, a, a stint of anxiety. Next road to Damascus. First Damascus moment, I didn't know who I was. Next Damascus moment, I, ca- I, I was finding myself and then I caught myself because it, it, it changes. You're going to catch yourself again living for someone else. So you got to intentionally say, I'm not going to live the life everyone else wants me to live or try to keep with everyone else. I caught myself on social media, looking at social media and thinking I had to do this and I had to do that. And I had to preach this way. I had to have a church look like this. I had to have a house like this. I had to have a car like this. And I caught myself. This is why I'm on social media, but I'm not on social media. I'm here talking to you, but I can't, I can't handle me. I can't handle looking at it because I start comparing myself. I had to stop caring what everyone else wanted. And I had to become aware on what do I want? And listen, I couldn't, I could not find out what I want online. I couldn't find out what I want in a room full of people. I couldn't find out what I want. 
talking to my wife because listen this is one thing we learned in our marriage two half of people don't make a whole person come on here glory whole people make a whole person my wife couldn't complete me because how could she complete me while she's trying to complete herself mm -hmm. and so you have to be okay with your quiet room and and you have to admit for you to figure out what you what you want you got to almost figure out where you didn't waste the time energy effort you got to figure out for you to admit what you want you have to accept who you are not and most people don't want to live in their reality no most people have have become your greatest success story i'm this and i'm that and i got this i got that can you stop for one minute and admit what you don't have yeah what you haven't done where you are not yeah. how much stuff that you didn't accomplish so that's the place we don't want to live we want to live in our success stories because only we're going to be intentional about what we're going to achieve we have to be intentional about what we did not achieve yeah live in your emptiness embrace your emptiness and, and listen and don't invite nobody to the room for this one yeah Husbands and wives are natural at encouraging you to stay where you are, to encouraging you to be okay with who you are, because we don't want to see you hurt. Mm -hmm. So my wife said, oh, baby, I, I haven't done this and I haven't done this. What I'm going to say naturally is, baby, no, baby, you're good. You're awesome. Baby, don't get there. No, no, no. You don't invite nobody to this pity party. Yeah. This is not a pity party with invitation. You go, you show up to this room and don't go into depression. Give you a, a, a get out of the make sure you know how to get out this room, but get there with a pen and paper and get one of them tablets that open and close. So when you get too much, you just close it. This is my wife writing her books. This is why she writes because she opens it and then she can close it. Yeah. Start writing down the things that you have not accomplished. That is your new menu. Yeah, this is not menus that you can pick off of line. You this is when you picked off of your mind. Yeah. And I would say I love this about us because we're so opposite, right? So that that's for you, right? With the not online, da, 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 with the social media. And I'm opposite. I found out with my social media, uh, it allowed me actually to find myself when I found the right person to be able to mentor me in the area, which was known a job. Let me let me let me stop there because I want to make sure I compliment you on that one because she's right, right? You found people who was doing, you found mentors online. Exactly. You didn't find people who you was comparing yourself to who's equal to you. Exactly. You want to step higher as a goal instead of looking laterally as a comparison. Right. You try to find somebody who you, not somebody you was competing with. Right. And I learned how to use social media for my benefit. And I think when you learn how to use social media for your benefit, I don't follow or I don't connect with people that uh, that is negative. I don't want to see what I, I really could care less. I'm in the mind, my business ministry, but that took time and I had to learn that. And so for me, it was me listening to conversations like this, right? For me to be able to listen to things that were positive, that were going to be able to help me, that were going to be able to uh, strengthen me. And because of that, I found a Nona Jones and a Lisa Nichols and Anna Steve Harvey. And I started reading their books, which made, which made it so powerful for me. I mean, made it powerful to where I was able to connect with Nona Jones and sign up for one of her master classes. So it's all about how you use it. That's why I love that we're opposite because you could talk to that person. They don't need social media at all. Get off yeah. of it. It's done. But then you have a person like me that 
okay, I, I, my husband can ride quiet. I can't. He don't need no music. I need something in my ear, something talking. And now I used to listen to music, but all I listen to now is, is powerful podcasts that can change my life. So I got to be able to do that. So it's all about what works for you. But I want to admit, I want to admit on that one because you know you have brought some powerful people to me that I can listen to. Um, and and I would say this here: get a mentor. You know, I've read every book this man has written. You got to uh, try to just wait towards the camera. Uh, just, I'm sorry, disruptive thinking by T.D. Jakes uh, is one I'm reading. Uh, if if you look at my my bookshelf, almost every book. You know, whether you online or if you are. You know, or or readers or whatever it is, YouTube. You you need to get somebody who can feed your brain and 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 talk you out of quitting. Right. We have a and, question, husband. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have a question. How do you figure out a path when you feel you have too many, and then it's it's like this fear? I, I I'm gonna answer part of that, and then I'll give it to you. I would say this. For me, what I found out, too, uh, when it comes to social media, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to answer it different. Thank you, Angel Wings Goals, for your question. We appreciate it. Um, the one thing that I figured out for me was that I started listening to too many people. And that became my downfall because I was getting too many things that I did not take out time to block, like my husband said earlier, to block and say, wait a minute. I need to have that time for me to where there's some time that I figure out for me before I can go and get somebody else to give me their opinion about what I'm supposed to do for me. And that way I don't have all of this stuff and that didn't scare me because I want to do multiple things because all these people that I'm hearing that this person did it, they're successful. This person did it, they're successful. And I find myself all over the place. So I got to be able to make sure that I'm listening to the right person in that season for that time. And I'm not getting oh, uh, uh, information overload. I call it information yeah. overload. You don't want information overload. That's too much. You need to be able to have a download with just you and God so that you can kind of figure out your direction and where you want to go. And the way you do that, you got to pray. You got to pray about it. You got to plan. You got to prepare. And then you can pursue what you have to do for God and not what everybody else. So before I even went to a men uh, mentor, I knew while I was going there, I prayed about it. I planned, I prepared, I pursued it. And that's how I end up doing it. But husband, I'm going to turn it over to you. And I'm I'm going to go churchy for a second. I'm going to go biblical for a second. Because, you know, uh, I, what we've become is people, like I say, we pick our menus. Uh, you know, we try to make our memories for menus. And what we do, it's, it's easy to get, what's the word I want to use, congested with opportunities. It's easy to get congested with opportunities. It's like it's like you are a dust bunny, or you are, you are a, 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 a you're sticky, right? And everywhere you go, you pick up dust here, you pick up dust there. Every room you go to, you pick up an idea. Every room you go to, pick up an idea because this is a world full of ideas. Full of you can go to one room and get ideas, go to another room and get ideas, go to another room and get ideas, and everything be externally. For you know, like oh yeah, I do want to be a business owner. Oh yeah, I do want to buy a house. Oh yeah, I do want to you know start a a, a podcast. Oh yeah. I do want to uh, start a real estate business and all these things, right? And you are really, you 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 focus on all of them. Mm -hmm. What I would say is, is kind of clean yourself off, right? What, what I say, the scripture I want to use is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all the heart. Lean not to your own understanding and always acknowledge him here direct the path. I believe true uh, purpose comes from within, not from without. 
I do believe you have something on the inside of you screaming that you telling you this is who you are. And I say, you know, ask yourself out of every opportunity you got in front of you, ask yourself which one in your heart you feel as though you gotta do. That's good. all. Others, but this here is desire. Desire yeah. come from within. Lust come from without. Mm -hmm. I have a deep desire to become independent from my my job. I want to. I, I I have a deep desire to be free from eight to five. This is a deep desire because I feel as though not because I I I don't like my job. I love my job, but I feel as though I'm not available to do what I need to do when I got to keep showing up for them. So then I take the next step. Okay, God, how you want me to do that? Okay, God, you know I want to be married. What do you want me to do? God, you know that that I want to own a home. You know this is in me. I, I mean, I will be. I was coming from an apartment, but all of a sudden I hate this apartment. I hate it. I, I, I love this apartment when I first moved in, but now I hate it. I don't know why. Okay, God, if you want me to get a house, you need to give me direction. I think sometimes we got to slow down and stop just trying to take every different option and let God lead you. And yeah. when you get that, 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 that hookup, go after that thing there instead of just trying to try everything, be more intentional. Yes, I love it. I hope that helps Angel Wings goals. Thank you so much. We love it when y'all ask questions. Love it, love yeah, it. Love throw them out there. Throw them out there. Got it. Anybody else got questions? Like throw them out there. We love to answer because we love Q and A's. Yes. Um, so no, go ahead, baby. You got something to say? Go ahead, husband. Mm -mm. So, so the first thing is, I want to go to, go to another step. So, number one, you gotta you gotta accept to yourself. You know, um, what do I want? That's the that, that's the that's the the hard and easy part. That's the hard part because you gotta admit to yourself that that you don't want you're not where you want to be. You, you gotta admit that you're not this sex story. You've been lying to everybody telling them. And and so the second part is you gotta ask yourself, what is in my way of me achieving that? Yeah, that's good. So but almost before, baby, before you can become an intentional living, you almost gotta become intentional in killing some stuff to make room. You gotta go into that room and move some stuff out. Relationships, this is not a healthy relationship for me. It's taking too much of my energy away you know I, phone calls i can't have this it did y'all everything i was thinking yesterday thank y'all so much listen some conversations you've been having maybe you've been on the phone too much and listen me and my wife got a statement that we say before you shift if you value that relationship announce it announce it <laughs> announce your shift announce your shift yeah, buddy so y'all I, I wanted to make an email to my family I know for a fact in the last few years, I've been available to everyone. God has shifted me in this season. Not that I don't love y'all, but I may not be as available as I used to be. You got to find somebody else to pick the kids up from school. You got to find somebody else to, you know, go get your groceries. You got to find somebody else to get grandma's medicine. I can't be everybody, everything to everybody because I'm going to become somebody to myself. Come here, Glory. Preach. Make that announcement. It's necessary. It's needed, especially if you know that you're in a place of identity, what I call it, uh, identity uh, crisis, or in a place of identifying who you are or discovering who you are now after life has hit you, after you have experienced turbulence, after you have experienced pain, after you have experienced you know, the loss of a loved one. We must identify, who am I now? that this is now and announce it to those that matter to you. Let them know this is, I'm about to switch. I and love you. Take, 
Can I say something on that, baby? Yes. Because the reason why you're going to have to make the announcements, because your identity was tied to other people appreciating you. Most people who don't have identity have accepted the identity people have given you. And so you found joy in picking up everybody medicine. You found joy because you, you, you literally was creating debt. Like, if I do all this for y'all, y'all at least got to make me feel good about myself. And but they would be, we love, we we love him. We, but now you found out that even though they love you, you don't love yourself. So you have positioned yourself in a position to where all of them do need you. Now you got to accept the fact that I positioned myself in a place that I didn't belong. And I got to be patient with y'all adjusting to my new position. I ain't got to be patient with y'all adjusting. Y'all going to have to adjust regardless of not. But I'm not going to get mad at y'all for being mad at me. Right. Reposition. Uh, because I got to reposition myself for myself. Yeah. And ain't nothing wrong with that. I never forget when I did that, man. I, I mean, I literally, the whole church, I was a whole pastor. <laughs> a whole bishop. Mm-hmm. And I tell everybody, y'all, I'm no longer available like I used to be. Yep. Made the announcement. I don't know if I did. I think I did with you. When you made it, I just did it with you. I think that's what I just, oh, you're doing that? Okay, that's what we're doing. But it's learning that. Uh, Anything else? I think that's all I really have. Anything else you have when it comes to intentional living? I pray that this has helped you. Those that have been rocking out with us, we have seen your comments, your dialogue. We love when you dialogue with us uh, being a part of this. But Anything else? Any other questions as we get ready to share our last little thing? We try to be on here for 45 minutes because we got work to do and got a meeting at eight. So talk to me, husband. Any last thing? I know for me, my last thing is I when I did start living an intentional life now today, my intentional life is on this paper. I have a to do list every day. As y'all can see, this is my to do list, right? I have to have it on paper that works for me. I write it down. This is my way of saying, get these things done for today. So I have work to do. We have a meeting at eight o'clock. I plan out my day. I have a calendar in front of me on this calendar. I got different things that I put that I'm able to say, these are the things that I got going on for this calendar tonight. I know we have the live. Uh, Hey, for those of you business owners, go join the, the, small business lines in small business community where we're going to be talking about business tonight at eight o'clock all of that was already on our calendar last month right because i have to live an intentional life this the every first monday going live that's intentional there's a reason why we want to come and share conversation that we already talk about but we don't want it away to be able to talk to New Destiny outside of just doing it on Sunday mornings. We wanted another way to communicate with our online followers that follow us every Sunday. Somebody say intentional. We intentionally set this up to be able to have that communication. This will also go out to our line, uh, to our uh, our uh, podcast, all of that because we were intentionally in our approach to this, to where we have topics that we have set up and Hopefully y'all send us more topics that you want us to talk about, but somebody say intentional living. living. So if I don't live like this, now what happens is I'm, I'm losing time. Come on, Bishop Woodard, LJ Woodard, my daddy in ministry. My daddy said the other day, my spiritual father said these words, man, time is of essence. And he said a whole bunch that made a whole lot of sense that I'm not going to be able to say, but time, that's one thing we do not have like that. You got to be able to use your time wisely. And so for me, 
It's preparing my day. Before I leave this, my desk today, this is where I work throughout the day. Before I leave this, I'm going to have another list for tomorrow that I'm able to write down what I'm going to do, the plans that I have to do that's going to be able to enhance what we're doing in the next season of our time. That's what works for me. And I, I, I said, that's what I was going to say whenever you was going to close. I said, hold up, we didn't tell them how to plan, how, how to be intentional. But she, like she said, that, uh, you know, you got to definitely be, be you, I said earlier, people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. Now, I'm, I'm going to go a little deeper just for a second from that statement is this here, is that you have been very good at showing up for everyone else. Now you got to figure out how to show up for you. Yes. It's been easy for you to get up and go running and help everybody because they're going to give you some instant gratification, some some demamine of, of, of feeling good about yourself. When you get up at, at 5 o'clock in the morning for yourself, that's no one to make you happy. No right. one to tell you, good job, you know, make you feel about yourself. So you got to figure out another reason to keep getting up, right. to keep making time for yourself. And right. it's, the, it's, the, it's the accomplishment that's going to be your goal that make you work getting up. So you got to make plans for yourself. Whether you're starting off, uh, a, I, I want you to make this specific, making a vision board, not a wish board. That. A vision board and a wish board. A wish board, you put stuff that you may not ever get. Them are wish boards. You, it's okay to make a wish board, but label it as a wish board and right. keep it far away from your vision board. Put the wish board on one wall and put a vision board on another wall. Vision means this is something I'm going to accomplish this year. Right. And I, I want to keep the wish board on it because I, I want this mansion. I want this billion dollar account. I want this, you know, travel to Europe. Uh, I, I'm a, the bucket list. I'm calling the bucket list. That's the bucket list over there. Yeah. I'm going to do this before I die. I want to do this before the year ends. I want this for the month ends. And so it's very different. But uh, show for you, 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 you're worth it. Um, you don't want to die and, and, and looked up and you didn't waste your life. And the scripture come to my mind. Jesus tell the disciples, come follow me. And one do say, I got to bury my mama. I got to bury my father. And a lot of us have been burying every person that died. You was right there. You was the one in the room. You was right there for everyone who died. And, and you're the one who, who, who heard the most because you put the most of the time in. I'm sorry to tell you, Jesus gave you some instructions and told you, let the dead bury the dead. Maybe the reason why you've been burying about it because you've been dying yourself. Mm-hmm. Let someone else take your position and go live. Show back up and check on them. Show back up and let them know you love them. Be there for people every now and then. But please live intentionally. I love it. I want you, I want you to share how you changed uh, what you do, husband. That you Because you switched the whole office. He didn't switch the whole uh, office around. Uh, can I show him? Can I, can I turn it over there? Can you? So I have my board now is over there in front of me. Can y'all see it over there? Move the sprays out the way, husband. He all take Gabby up in there. <laughs> so that's my uh, move this back. So now um, I have a, my, my board used to be behind me. And the reason why I'm, it used to be right here on this wall, but I moved it off of that because I couldn't see it was behind me. So now when I sit at my desk now, I'm looking forward. I'm looking every day on my plans, on what I need to do. I mean, I got it broken down, you know, each section, each group, each thing. Because I want to make sure I'm a visual guy. Like my wife said, we're different. I'm very different. I'm visual. I want to make sure that I can see what I'm supposed to be doing and I and I can accomplish it. Um, you know, my wife say readers are leaders, leaders are readers. Yes. I believe you, I, you definitely gotta read, but I believe also if you don't write it down, mm-hmm. it won't come reality. No, not at all. 
got to write it down. You got to write down. And when you write it down, it's insight in mind. Yes. Figure out your way. Figure out how you got to do it. I'm right. hoping to somebody. Do you think this helping somebody before? I hope so. I hope this helping y'all. If this helping you, can you put a heart number one or something like that? Let us know that this is helping you. We hope that this is helping you. We have learned. They, they all just jumped off. They think that I'm on. No, they still, yeah, people still, and it's people still coming. Yeah, we good. I didn't know, but I thought we were going to join the bicep. But I just, this is the key thing is that um, what we want to do, like I say, we're real people, real problems. We're, we're real people, real problems, looking for real solutions. We realize everything is not just a sermon, everything is not just a scripture. Um, people out there like, man, I know what Paul did, I know what John did. Tell me what I can do, right? Now, we use Paul and John's life as good examples, but we want to meet you where you are, man. And so, what we vowed to do is come on here and be real. And we're going to be vulnerable. We realize that the key gift God has given us is transparency. Um, you know, is our marriage perfect? No. Do we love each other? Yes. Do we want to, you know, strangle each other sometimes? Yes. You know, do I want to quit and give up on everything? Yes. Do I want to stop passion sometimes? Yes. <laughs> you know, do I love my kids? Yes, do I want to kick them out every now and then? No, I don't want yeah. people to kick them out, but I do want to them. I do, because, <laughs> yeah, they daddy girls. Get on my nerves sometimes, but I wouldn't. But you, we. my thing is, is we have moments, but it's learning to be intentional in our approach. Even with our children, we're planning now, you know, okay, what's going to be for your next baby? Okay, yeah. you want to build a tiny home? Cool, no problem. Let's figure out what that looks like. Let's make sure your credit is where it's supposed to be so that you could get the loan, get the opportunity. Every area of your life, you want to live intentional, including your babies, because you want them, you want to build a legacy, want them to build their own legacy for their own children. Uh, that are connected to you. So it's just learning to live intentional living. Do we do this every day? Do we make sure we all together every day? Do life happen? Yes. Life be, as Bishop would it, life be lifing. Life be lifing. And so stuff happens. We ended up Friday was supposed to do one thing and ended up in a whole nother and very important meeting that we could not miss on Friday and missed everything else we were supposed to do. You know, we didn't get a chance to do different things. But here's the thing. Okay, you didn't get a chance to do it, but now let's make let's make sure we do that today, right? Yeah. So it's just living intentional, but writing those things down until you write it down, it's just it's not reality. It's no. just a dream. It's just a you know, ain't nothing wrong with dreaming big and dream big. I'm always saying it, dream big. But I, my push is have a vision. Habeka, write the vision down, make it plain, so whoever can read it can run with it. But have some direction. So I hope this helped. That's I'm awesome. okay. You you don't own. Your evening, you don't. And I told somebody that last week. You don't own your evening. Stop mm -hmm. trying to make plans in the evening time for you. You don't own it. Your children own it. Your 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 spouse own it. You know your family members own it. School events own it. If you're gonna start doing something for you, you're gonna start early in the morning before everybody get up in the morning time. That part. You know, so carve out some time in the morning time. Get up early. That's what Jesus said. I rose up early. Uh, you know, look, look, if you got something you would like us to talk about, throw it in here. I would love to see it now. If you somebody can type real fast and real quick, so talk, talk about this. If you can, go ahead and do it. But if something you want to talk about next time or another time, you know, drop in here real fast. We'd love to see it. Uh, but, baby, I love doing these lives with you. This was good. You can't tell about I cried in line. Uh-uh, baby, they're going to see it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I will say this, man. You know, join us again next time, uh, first Monday. Other month, I think we're gonna be talking about uh, 
we got a couple of topics, so we we'll let you know when we join. How about you? Just gotta join us. That way you'll know what's, what we're gonna be talking about. Uh, but join us tonight if you are not in the Lions Den on Facebook. If you're a business owner, not in the Lions Den on Facebook, go join the Facebook Lions Den right now. Small bit. Oh, here I'm gonna share the link. I'm gonna share the link right here. You go ahead and you join. If you join today, fill out the information. Make sure you answer your questions. This way, we'll know what you're trying to do, what you want to do when it comes. To if you want to start, if you want to scale, if you want to, whatever the case may be. But join this Facebook today, tonight. I think it's 7:30. We're going live in there. Seven or 7:30. We're going seven. We're going live tonight uh, to talk about minding your business Mondays. Man, we about to talk about it. Other than that, man. Stay encouraged in all that you do. Make sure you stay connected to God. Make sure you stay connected to your purpose, what you're called to do, what you're designed to do. Man, and watch God work in your life. Listen, intentional living. Live it intentionally. Live on purpose with a purpose for your purpose. Stay blessed. Thank y'all for rocking out. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Bye-bye.